0: Good evening, happy Sunday, and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you uh, kill your Sunday evening with some booze and conversation. Each week, right here on AM 950 and via podcast, Drink in the Style will feature conversations with hopefully interesting guests from the world of interior design or architecture or some such associated industry while enjoying a cocktail created by an expert mixologist. Our drinks will hopefully reflect our guests' area of expertise, but even if they don't, they are still drinks, so that's not too bad. Our mixologist today is Jordan Morris, General Manager at Mill Valley Kitchen in St. Louis Park. Jordan, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Greg. It's uh, quite the honor to be on your first official show.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. Let's hope it goes well, and if not, I guess Brett uh, in the sound booth will be sitting on the uh, silence button quite a bit. Um, Jordan, introduce us to Mill Valley Kitchen. What is the restaurant all about?
1: Well, Mill Valley Kitchen is a full restaurant and bar featuring Northern California-inspired cuisine. So that's a pretty loose statement, but essentially that means that uh, we um, source as much local, organic, and sustainable ingredients as much as possible, with an emphasis on nutrition. So it's not diet food, but it is lighter, uh, more clean-eating cuisine with some nutritional density. So you're going to walk out of the restaurant feeling good, uh, even though you got full. You don't need to take one of those food coma naps when you leave Mill Valley Kitchen. And, uh, yeah, we really appeal to uh, guests with uh, healthy, active lifestyles. Uh, But we do have a full bar, so we we do believe in indulging as well. Um, We have a great wine list featuring a lot of Northern California and Oregon and domestic wines, as well as a great cocktail list. And we're going to shake up a couple uh, cocktails today.
0: Absolutely fantastic. And uh, and a great environment, too. Kind of a, a really cool kind of California vibe going on.
1: Yeah, yeah very airy, uh, very white, a lot of windows, and very transparent. You see their bartender making your drinks, the kitchen's open, we've got complete nutritional disclosure on our menu, so it's all about breaking down the walls, you know what you're eating, you see who's making it, you feel good, a lot of trust involved. When you go into a restaurant, so we want to take a, uh, pull apart the curtain, let you see what's happening, and show you that we're doing the right thing.
0: And you do it beautifully. It's 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 just a great spot. If uh, if our listeners haven't stopped in there yet, they really really are going to want to. Um, so, Jordan, uh, joining us after the break is going to be Lena Lapizio. Lena is the former owner of Vogue Furniture in Bloomington, and I believe I shared with you that one of her most prominent clients was His Purpleness himself, Prince. What have you come up with to share with Lena today?
1: Well, the cocktail that uh, we're featuring today is called Breakfast at Paisley's. So, this is in reference to Prince's uh, love for breakfast, and specifically pancake breakfast. From what I understand, uh, even though he wasn't a drinker after a big night of partying, partying, excuse me, he would host a nice pancake breakfast. So. Since he's not drinking, I didn't want to just make a frilly purple drink. I wanted to kind of dig into to who Prince was a little bit. Didn't know him well, but the uh, the legend of his pancake breakfast will live on in this cocktail today. And so the um, breakfast at, Tiffany, at Paisley's will be a riff on the maple Sazerac. And so for that, you're going to need two ounces of uh, rye. In this case, we're using Templeton rye whiskey a half-ounce of maple syrup. Use the good stuff, it matters. We've got some orange bitters, some Peychaud's bitters, and we're going to perfume the glass with a little bit of absinthe.
0: Aha! Nice! Now is this uh, with wormwood or without?
1: Technically it does not have wormwood, but it does have that quintessential kind of anise flavor or black licorice uh, backbone to it, which I believe in the original Sazerac uh, recipe it didn't have actual wormwood in it.
0: Really? Oh, that's interesting. I think it was
1: herb, uh, herb Saint.
0: The wormwood is—I uh, mean, the, uh, the 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 Green Fairy itself was always the heart of the absinthe back in in mm-hmm. the day, I guess, uh, when uh, Hemingway and Fitzgerald and all those guys used to sit in uh, cafes in Paris and uh, hallucinate together. Right. Good times.
1: Yeah, and so the, the the Sazerac's got a really cool history. It's one of the oldest cocktails in America, and it's the official cocktail of new orleans and i believe in two thousand and it had uh... officially became the the official cocktail of new orleans which is really cool
0: that is amazing they have an official cocktail
1: you have to and in a in a city that parties like that you've got to have something that you, you put out there as your flagship uh, spirit. You
0: know, it was the funniest thing. My uh, my wife and I and a couple, uh, uh, another couple, actually uh, uh, welcomed the millennial, uh, the millennium in uh, 1999, 2000, in New Orleans, which was like the most amazing thing you could ever imagine, and yeah, it, it lived up to its name in every imaginable way. Um, so, uh, sounds good, and, uh, and even without the wormwood, I'm looking forward to this cocktail. Why don't you tell us how we put it together?
1: Well, uh, we're going to need a mixing glass, a uh, bar spoon uh, is helpful, certainly, and a, we're going to be serving this in a lowball. Uh, many different glasses can work. This one works out particularly well for our garnishes, but uh, we're going to start off by chilling the glass with some ice, a little water, because uh, we're not serving this with ice so we want to make sure the glass you're using is very cold so as of right now I can ditch that and then before I start mixing the cocktail I'm going to perfume the glass with the absinthe. I've got mine in a little spray bottle here but you can just pour a little bit in, rinse it around the glass and dump the excess out um, or even just add a little bit into the cocktail but I think this gives us just the right amount because the absinthe and that black licorice anise flavor is very strong so we want to kind of control that and so we don't get carried away
0: so, so Jordan is about to spray using a little uh, aerosol can, or not aerosol, a little not aerosol. can? It's,
1: it's a pump, a little pump bottle. Uh, you can find it in travel sections or in makeup areas sometimes. I think this one came from Whole Foods in their little uh, makeup section. But uh, so the glass is chilled and perfumed. So in our mixing glass, we're going to add two ounces of the Templeton Rye Whiskey, a half ounce of the maple syrup,
0: and once again, you're using genuine maple syrup. This is genuine. not golden griddle or some kind of sugar concoction.
1: Correct. This actually came from a maple tree. Authenticity is key. Yep. And then keeping true to the original Sazerac, we have Peychaud's Bitters. We'll do two dashes of Pechaud uh, Bitters and one dash of orange bitters. I just think the orange plays so well with the maple. And then now we can add the ice. Never add it too soon because uh, then your cocktail's cooking. Before you're ready. And again,
0: in order to be considered a genuine cocktail, you have to have a certain amount of water, whether that is directly added or the result of blending with ice.
1: Yeah, you you rarely ever see a, a cocktail uh, ingredient list or recipe with water in the recipe. However, it's almost always there in the form of diluted uh, ice. So now, with our julep strainer on our mixing glass, we're going to pour this into our low ball. And this only comes about a third of the way up the glass, and that's okay. Uh, There's packs plenty of punch. It is a spirit-forward cocktail. So even though this is breakfast, uh, it is no mimosa or Bloody Mary. This is going to get you going real quick. And I've candied some bacon to add to the aroma of the drink and also, obviously, the nostalgia of pancake breakfast. To me, I always have sausage or bacon with mine. So we're going to set that right on the rim. And a few blueberries right into the glass. It's going to float in there. And Um, then we have a pancake breakfast nostalgia there.
0: That looks absolutely fantastic. Now, when you candied the bacon, mm-hmm. do you fry the bacon first and then uh, coat it in sugar, yeah. or do you coat and then fry?
1: I always like cooking my bacon in the oven on a rack. I get the most even cooking. and lets the grease kind of render off nice and evenly and give it a flip halfway through. So for the candied bacon, I start cook it about halfway. So it's got a nice par cook. It's not crispy yet. And then I make a mixture of brown sugar, maple syrup, and some black pepper. Give it a little attitude, then I brush that on one side, bake it for about five more minutes on low, flip it over and repeat um, a few times until it gets nice and coated. Then once it cools, that's when it gets crispy. That looks absolutely amazing. Now,
0: uh, we should note that uh, we will be adding cocktails and recipes to our show site at uh, drinkinthestyle.com. If you enjoy the program, we encourage you to visit the site before the show, gather the ingredients, and drink along with us each Sunday evening. If you're not a planner or if you haven't had a chance to get to the site early, each cocktail will remain on the site, so visit at any time and be sure to leave your impressions uh, in our comments section. Um, so now you're not putting the uh, the bacon actually into the cocktail. But you know what? I, I'm going to be tempted to dip that myself. Is that a bad thing? I
1: recommend it. Um, I, I left it on the side or just on the rim of the glass, almost like how I enjoy my eggs. You know, I like a runny egg yolk, but don't you dare break my egg yolk. That's that's my right to break my egg yolk. So I'm letting you dip your own bacon.
0: That's outstanding. And I'm really glad that you didn't try to add the egg to the cocktail because (laughs) while I appreciate your skills as a mixologist, actually adding... A fried egg or a cooked egg would would be a little hard to do. You know, a
1: quail egg could be cute.
0: That would actually be kind of awesome. Do you ever use egg whites in any of your cocktails?
1: Yes, sometimes uh, I do for sure because that nice body and creamy texture. One cool thing it, I have found is called aquafaba. Hmm. It is the cooking liquid or water left over from cooking garbanzo beans. It has all the pro- a <laughs> lot of protein, uh, vegan protein left in the water, and so it can mimic egg whites very well. Oh my and god, in a shaken really? cocktail, yeah, it's fantastic. How do you
0: actually come up with the leftover water from garbanzo beans, and give it a name and use.
1: You know, it's it's wonderful. I you never know uh, where people are going to get these things from, but luckily Google is there. They organize it all for me.
0: <laughs> it's absolutely true. Your next research uh, project is to figure out what you call the water leftover uh, from like pinto beans or something like that. Um another thing you know by the way if you ever uh well you're you're of course a, a, a fabulous cook as well but uh when you do pasta do you add a, do you usually add some of the the pasta so- uh, water to the sauce to kind of bring that all together
1: Yeah in almost every pasta application yeah a little bit of that pasta water goes a long way so to help give your sauce a little bit of that body and really stick to the noodle um one of the best things you can do is never rinse your noodle. Just be ready at the right time because you like that starch to grab the sauce.
0: Absolutely key. No question about it. Well, uh, this is an uh, amazing-sounding drink. It looks good. You can see the blueberries are floating in the uh, in the cocktail itself. I think despite the fact that Prince didn't drink, I think he would appreciate what we're doing for him here uh, at the very least. So after the break, uh, we will be joined by Lena Lapizio. I would like to remind you that uh, you are listening to Drink in the Style right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we'll be right back after the break. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away.
1: The local advertisers you hear on AM950 are the lifeblood of the station. If you find yourself regularly tuning in, or if you appreciate the diversity of content we deliver, please take the time to support our advertisers. Even if it's just to thank them for backing AM950, your voice and support can go a long way. Help keep the station going strong while investing in our local community. Find the complete list of on-air supporters by visiting the advertisers page at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. Tap, taste, and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of Vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette. 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com.
2: Lowry Hill Meats, your neighborhood full-service butcher shop that works directly with family farms. Using whole animals gives Lowry Hill Meats the benefit of preparing custom cuts and dry aging. They offer beef, lamb, goat, pork, and poultry, including whole duck, roasting hens, turkey, quail, pheasant, and Cornish hens. Their sausages are made fresh in-house weekly using 40 rotating recipes. Try their handcrafted sandwiches. They are second to none. Lowry Hill Meats is located at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis or online at LowryHillMeats.com. (laughs) Thank you. The <laughs> cat Hi, this is Laura with Food Freedom Radio. And I'm Karen. Join us every Saturday at 8 a.m. It's all about food, you know, Laura. Right, the health of the planet. You know, carbon-based farming can solve the climate crisis. Well, because community is medicine. And it's not about one seed to rule them all anymore. One seed rules the world. Yeah, let's have something else. Let's, like, Uh... worry about our individual health, our community health, the health of the planet. while eating food. Yeah, because it's all tied to food. So listen to Food Freedom Radio every Saturday at 8 a.m. On AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
0: Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by the coolest design studio in Minnesota, Habitation Furnishing and Design. Our mixologist today is Jordan Morris, General Manager at Mill Valley Kitchen, and we are drinking a breakfast at Paisley's, which is a twist on the traditional Sazerac. Jordan, welcome back. Thanks, Greg. Our guest uh, from the design world today is Lena Lapizio, exceptional interior designer and former owner of the iconic contemporary design studio, Vogue Furniture. Welcome, Lena.
3: Good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for having me.
0: I am so happy to have you here, and I am also so excited about trying the Breakfast at Paisley's. If you were listening to our first segment, I'm sure you overheard our uh, Freudian slip discussing Breakfast at Tiffany's, but uh, in the future, I'm sure Brett will be sure to buzz out any copyright infringements uh, that we might partake in. Absolutely. Got to do that. We'll get that beep button ready. Thank you, Brett. I appreciate it. All right. We have not tried the cocktail yet. Ladies and gentlemen, I would suggest dipping your bacon... And I'm going to wait a moment while we uh, see what everyone thinks. A quick drink. Lena is looking very pleased.
1: Oh, I'm a happy girl. This <laughs> is great. Thank you. It's really surprising uh, how well the maple, the bacon, and the absinthe and that licorice flavor really worked well together.
0: All right. I've just had my first sip. And, oh, my God, that is absolutely amazing. Um yeah, that's going to go down really, really fast uh, and could be a really, really dangerous drink. Um, I haven't tried the bacon. Has anyone tried their bacon?
1: Well, I made it this morning, so I, I think I've eaten too much already.
3: Oh, I'm about to have at this bacon. Breakfast is my meal, so this is my day.
0: Oh, despite the fact that uh, Prince didn't drink, I think he is looking down upon us with a smile because, my God, this is like a... Uh, a pancake with liquor and bacon and and absolute wonderfulness.
1: Yeah, and if you heard the first section uh, segment, uh, we talked about Prince's love for for breakfast, especially pancake breakfast. Um, you know, and he's even got uh, talks about breakfast in one of his songs breakfast can wait so even though he's talking about breakfast can wait no one talks about eggs and uh grits and gravy and toast and jam unless they love breakfast
3: right right
0: the man could do absolutely anything i mean that's (laughs) astonishing also how the heck did he eat so many pancakes and remain thin through his entire life
3: Every girl wants to know the answer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No doubt about it. Well, this is absolutely delicious. While we're enjoying, why don't we have an interesting conversation topic? been thinking a little bit about this. And, Lena, if you had to think back, who is your favorite entertainer of all time? And you cannot answer Prince because we're going to be talking about him enough already.
3: That was a good guess, but I actually have a favorite. Let's have it. I'm gonna go with my boy Stevie Wonder. Really? Yes.
0: I did not see that coming. What is it about Stevie Wonder? Oh,
3: bring on the joy and the talent. No production, no big bang. It's just pure voice. He brings it each and every song.
0: He is absolutely amazing, and uh, he's still alive, right?
3: Yes. Oh my God.
0: Terrible that I have to ask that question, but let's face it—I spend most of my time drinking, so I don't remember a lot of these details. How about you, Jordan?
1: Well, I got to uh, team up with my son uh, on the Beatles. You know, it's—I I hate to be too cliched, but it's—it's it's not just the easy answer. It, it's a good one in my my book. Uh, half of the Beatles songs worked well as lullabies and party songs. It's—it's uh, it's, for me, it's been a, a music genre in itself that uh, my whole family can kind of bond over. So I grew
3: up on it, too. I, I might say that's a good second.
0: And it also doesn't matter what, you know, what type of music you like. The Beatles did just about everything you possibly could imagine. I mean, they ran the entire gamut.
1: Exactly. So my son's starting to get into some, some fun punk stuff. My daughter, uh, you know, loves uh, you know a lot more of the, the fun pop uh, music. Uh, I've kind of really get into a lot of bluegrass and bluesy rock. Um, my wife's all over the board. Uh, with what she loves too, and so, but the Beatles kind of was something we could all all hang out together and listen to.
0: What would you say would be a Beatles blues track? Or did I just totally set you up to knock you down on
1: that? <laughs> I can go back to
0: Lena and ask about uh, Stevie, about Stevie Wonder. Wonder and if he's still alive. Give
1: me a pass on that one. I hadn't prepped that question, sir. You <laughs> remember, I'm a bartender, sir.
0: Uh, fair enough. Fair enough, Lena. What's your favorite Stevie Wonder track?
1: As.
3: As, As yeah, was you know that... he's he's got a lot of well-knowns, mm-hmm. um, but that's that's a real heartfelt, timeless. But,
0: what era was that?
3: Oh boy, don't, you're going to date myself here. I'm I'm going to have to try and think about when I first heard it on the radio, Gregory. Um I'm going to have to probably say that was late 70s. That
0: would have been in my guess as yeah. well. Yeah. Stevie yeah. Wonder is amazing. He also did uh some uh, some some uh fabulous stuff uh back in the 80s when he uh, started to branch into a little bit of the not techno, but what would you call it? Kind of more... He
3: pulled in some of the synthesizers and, yeah, yeah, went to the electronics, which everyone dabbles in, you know, but uh, he's timeless. He's classic.
0: You know, I actually, I'm obviously a huge frank sinatra fan but uh you know sinatra covered uh, a couple of stevie wonder tracks uh, who
3: didn't well yeah no that's a really (laughs) good point
0: that's a really good point but uh even frank sinatra god rest his soul was uh well you know you you can't you can't outdo stevie when it comes to stevie
3: Hmm.
0: all soul yeah right and then uh, as we're enjoying this cocktail another question comes to mind jordan what would you say brings you joy
1: Ooh, well, besides uh, quality food and drink, I'd say, I'd say my family, to reference that again. Uh, whenever I can have, have that free time, uh, I find us just doing whatever we can do, from uh, shoveling the, the local ice rink to, to learn how to skate all over again every year, um, to playing Call of Duty. Um, with, with my boy or letting my daughter paint my toenails. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: right.
3: Love it.
0: Well, once again, an interesting bit of self-disclosure here <laughs> on Drinking the Style. Uh, how about you, Lena?
3: Well, I'm going to have to first say cocktails because uh, that is the theme of the show. But uh, If I had
0: a ding, ding, ding noise, I know, right, right. You'd get the prize.
3: That was expected. Um, I'm going to have to say uh, creating. Hmm. And I know that sounds cliche, but, you know, every day, I like to have something new in my world, whether it's creating a memory, creating opportunities, creating a beautiful space. I like to uh, bring something that wasn't there the day before.
0: That is actually a fabulous answer. Thank I mean, you. Jordan, I appreciate the toenail comment, but I've got to tell you, <laughs> yeah. Lena really hit it out of the park on She's that one. She's got some
1: genuine conversation over there. I go for the shock and awe, I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Conversation style of shock and awe. that's all there is to it. No it's uh, it's it's you know it's an interesting it's an interesting question. And you know, as you sit here enjoying a cocktail and thinking about things like aesthetics and thinking about the environment that we're trying to create for ourselves, I mean joy is all a part of it. and uh, you know and it's it's a great great answer for someone in the design world.
3: Well, it's kind of why you're there. you know I think if you gravitate to what you are, it isn't work.
0: Tremendous wisdom brought mm. to you by drinking the style and Lena Lapizio.
3: Right, it's all because of this fabulous drink, I might add.
0: <laughs> no, segments three and four are going to be absolutely <laughs> fabulous. You know, as we go off into some kind of complete uh, nonsensical rant about uh, about uh, the importance of Ottomans in, in <laughs> interior design. I
1: do have plenty of Templeton left.
0: Well, you know what? You won't when we're done. Uh, <laughs> I should mention that we started with a quick uh, with a quick warm up of the Templeton, and that is such a good rye. Oh my god. Without a doubt. Now that is uh, uh, actually, um, obviously distilled in Templeton itself. Correct. <laughs> I know. I don't hear no Templeton, idea. Iowa. Yes. <laughs> Templeton, Iowa. Oh, thank you, Brett. That was Brett Johnson coming in from the uh, from the sound booth, our producer, with all the answers, and he didn't even have to Google it. That's absolutely amazing. Are you from Iowa? I am not, but I had a radio job there with that. Uh <laughs> That drink was bottled. (laughs) Outstanding. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break for uh, a commercial. But when we come back, we'll be talking with Lena Lapizio about interior design uh, and what brings her joy. Thanks for listening. It may seem odd to be thinking about air conditioners in Minnesota in March, but it is better than waiting until the middle of July when you can fry a steak on your sidewalk. Fortunately, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is offering $1,000 or more off high-efficiency air conditioners until March 30th. Save money and spend the summer in cool and relaxing comfort. Visit standardheating.com for details and come visit us at the Minneapolis Home and Garden Show. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve.
2: Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect.
0: Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens is the first green cemetery in Minnesota. It's a beautiful, peaceful place where burials are celebrations of life with as little impact on the environment as possible. Tony Weber founded it because he wants to leave a green legacy for his grandchildren, something many of us might feel. Learn more, visit the website mngreengraves.com. Give them a call. The goal is so meaningful, so positive, it might be right for you. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens.
2: Northeast Minneapolis is known for its creativity, and you'll know exactly why when you eat at Hazel's Northeast. Their creatively prepared comfort food will have you coming back week after week. Breakfasts like biscuits and gravy, granola pancakes, and brisket hash. For lunch, homemade soup, and one of the best Rubens in town. And don't miss the daily risotto or Chef Ali's ever-changing dinner specials. Come on in. Bring the whole family. Hazel's Northeast delivers real good food. Family owned at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis.
3: The first sentence of his email said, I'd like to stay anonymous. And the second sentence said, I'd like to donate a million dollars to the Global Good Fund. Where should I send the check?
1: I'm Tony Lloyd, and I'm the host of the brand new show, Social Entrepreneur. If you love stories that engage, inform, and inspire, you don't want to miss it. Join us every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
0: So you know you need your carpet clean to keep your home healthy and smelling good. But don't use just a deal-of-the-day contractor you've never heard of that leaves your home smelling like a janitor's closet. Get spring cleaned with ZeroRes and their Gotta Love It Guarantee. This month, get three-room ZeroRes clean starting at 129 bucks. Plus, this month, you can still get a great deal when you get your AirDuck ZeroRes clean. Call 952 res or visit zeroresmn.com. ZeroRes. Spell it backward or forward. It spells the same. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight we'll have a low around 34 and the rain will continue. Tomorrow the temperature will fall to around 32 and the rain will turn to a possible 3 to 7 inches of snow. Tuesday will be a high near 32 with a 50% chance of more snow. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Victor's 1959 Cafe. Come enjoy traditional Cuban recipes in a relaxed, casual, and festive Cuban environment. Located at 3756 Grand Avenue in South Minneapolis. And for more details, visit eatlocalminnesota.com you' no need
3: to
0: rush Welcome back to Drink in the Style, a weekly exploration of cocktails and interior design. This week, our first week, we're enjoying a breakfast at Paisley's. Uh, And speaking with Lena Lapizio, interior designer and fashion maven, and our good friend Jordan Morris, general manager at Mill Valley Kitchen. Jordan, before you leave the show, why don't you tell us what is going on this week at Mill Valley?
1: Well, most importantly, uh, we will be featuring the breakfast at Paisley's in our bar and entire restaurant. So if you like the sound of it, please come on in, check it out. It will be available uh, at half price during our happy hour, 3 to 6 and 9 to close, Monday through Friday.
0: And we should note that this is a limited-time offer, so if you're listening to us on podcast after March 4th, don't go in demanding a free cocktail or a half-price cocktail. (laughs) Otherwise, you do need to swing by Mill Valley because it is truly one of Minneapolis's finest eateries. Jordan, thank you for being on the show.
1: You're welcome. Enjoy, guys. All right, Lena,
0: welcome back. Let's talk a little bit about Vogue Furniture. That was such an impactful furniture store. Tell me a little bit about it.
3: Well, Vogue Furniture was my, um, I think it was my expression. I was in my 20s, and I was extremely contemporary in my design style. Um, I'm the daughter of a surrealistic painter, so I had lots of colorful thoughts, and I wanted to put that out there in the uh, furniture world.
0: S- a surrealistic painter and yes. a, a good, solid hippie, as uh, I think Absolutely. you've mentioned.
3: Absolutely. I am definitely the child of a hippie. Maybe even lived in a teepee for a very short time in my tiny youth. Did you really? <laughs> Absolutely. Was it a
0: one-bedroom teepee?
3: God, I hope not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you were saying, so, so one of your most notable clients and the, uh, and the uh, inspiration behind today's cocktail was, of course, his purpleness himself, Prince. What mattered to him when he came into Vogue?
3: Well, you know, I was really lucky. I first met Prince in 1996. He had driven by my uh, window display. I had a storefront on Excelsior Boulevard, much like habitation these days.
0: Just down the street.
3: Just down the street. Um, and it was fun and cool and eclectic. And uh, he pulled right over and and wanted to come right in. So. Did he really? So yeah. you're sitting
0: in the shop, and one day the bell rings, and Prince walks in.
3: Imagine, you know, on the bad hair day at nine <laughs> o'clock at night, and the door knocks, and it's your uh, your musical idol.
0: Oh my God, that must have been absolutely amazing. Was he all princed up, or was he? Uh...
3: Uh, no, you know, he was just himself. Out for he was uh, a night person. Um, as I learned over many, many years with uh, doing design with him. So to have him come in and call to want to shop at, at midnight was not unusual.
0: I remember you telling me the stories. And, yeah. uh, and he'd call occasionally during working hours, right? And he would shut the shop down. And
3: uh, Every once in a while. You know, he really was a nightman. But uh, that definitely did occur, and, you know, all things were, were for him. And, you know, he didn't demand it. He didn't even ask it. Uh, we just provided it.
0: I would think you would. When Prince wants to shop, yeah. he's a good Minnesotan and a, a, a good member of the music community. You're going to open those doors.
3: You will, and you know he was real hands-on. He, um, in the 15 years of having him as a client, he probably had seen every single piece uh, that we did for any of his venues or his homes or his beloved Paisley Park uh, before it went in. He was in the process every minute. That's amazing. Yeah. Now,
0: have you been to Paisley? Been back to Paisley Park lately?
3: You know, I I was there. I was invited back before they did the launch to the public. Um, One, to, you know, take a goodbye look at things and also to fill in some holes and give some history of areas that I had been a part of. Um, You know, he he really was hands-on, and every inch of that place spoke to his creativity, and he, he did it all.
0: Um, Absolutely amazing. Yeah. What percentage of, of furniture that you sold him would you say was actually purple and or velvet?
3: <laughs> Boy, if I had a dollar for every time I was asked that.
0: Right, I'm sure. Uh,
3: you know, you'd be surprised. He was very eclectic and uh, very artistic. And he, he was much... Much bigger than the persona, he had a lot of areas that were um, very muted and very tame and very calming. You know, it depended on his uh, his need for that area. He was he was he was big. Yeah, no question yeah, about that. What's a wide your favorite?
0: Uh, what's your favorite Prince track?
3: Oh gosh, that's like asking me what my favorite dessert is. I love them all.
0: Your <laughs> favorite cocktail. Your favorite
3: cocktail. Favorite child. Favorite child. Well, I only have one, so that's mm-hmm. an easy one. Um, I don't know that love sexy tour was pretty great. I'm gonna have to say anything from that <laughs> that's that's
0: absolutely <laughs> fabulous well, I mean it must have been a lot of fun to work with him but uh uh you know and and what a great opportunity in life to really get to know somebody who is that impactful
3: well you know we were um we were a bit a bit alike we were very creative and uh, did things our own way and he really 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 enjoyed design it's one thing I don't think people really understood he you know, would come in and say, "I've got a tour coming up, and I want a really fun stage." And he wouldn't hire out to a huge production company for everything. He'd be like, "I want to do this, and let's put this together." And he was—he uh, was really creative.
0: Yeah, he's so lo- so missed. So missed. Such a loss. Well, back to furniture and design on a larger scale. Now, you know, I, I, I've seen the amazing things that you guys used to do at Vogue and how you could, you know, transform a space, but I've always been been kind of curious, and for our listeners who maybe are not fully aware of what we mean when we say kind of ultra-contemporary, you know, we're talking about very fashion-forward, we're talking about often a, a primary color palette, we're talking about a lot of curves, a lot of shapes, and uh, and what have you. In your experience, was there any particular uh, type of environment that that just wouldn't work for that style? Was there a type of architecture that's just not conducive to what you were doing?
3: You know, the um, correct designer in me would say for sure there are areas that it it doesn't belong in we didn't get a lot of calls for cabins that's for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) and yet that would be so cool (laughs)
3: although i have to tell you you know i used to do a lot of the old historic homes in st paul which you would look at the outside and you would never think in a million years that ultra contemporary would uh would fit into that but it, it it fit in wonderfully Really, you know, think of the Victorian area with all the, the beautiful curved pieces and the the lush velvets, and you know, at that time, that was uh,
0: you know that's good, a really tough to that's a really good point, and and you're right. I mean, talking about the Victorian era, I actually next to my house is uh, a home that was built about ten fifteen years ago, and our neighbors were huge fans of Victorian style, so the whole house is Victorian, and they actually just painted it uh, last spring, and they painted the gables and some of the uh, some of the the accent parts uh, purple and it's like almost Viking purple. Sure. And I, I, I'm about to lose a bunch of listeners. I'm not a huge Vikings fan. Although um, I guess it's better than Green Bay Packer gold or something like that. But um, I was talking with my neighbor about it and, you know, and I was asking whether it was because of the Vikings. I mean, is this seriously? I never knew they were such Vikings fans, but actually purple was a massively popular color in the Victorian era.
3: You know, it's one of those colors, and I believe me, I used to get a lot of those questions too. You know, but um, purple is one of those colors. If you think about it, it just goes with everything. You know, it just brings on a whole new life. You know, you can put it with a green. You can put it with a pink. You can put it with a... R- I mean, it's just so versatile. So, yeah, Victorians knew how to do it. They, they lived up the color.
0: We tend to think of everything back then just because we'd see old pictures and what have you in black and white and think that everything was so dark. But actually, the world used to be a lot more colorful than... Uh than it
3: is these days. You are absolutely right. I say bring on the color, although I do enjoy a, a muted landscape. Um, you know, everyone thinks contemporary can only be color, and that's just absolutely not true. I think you can really bring on a really great contemporary statement in all neutrals.
0: Really? Yeah, sure. Well, tell me, So, would you say then, because, you know, again, contemporary does tend to work with a really colorful palette. Um if you're, and I know that you don't do just contemporary anymore. That you've you've you know worked in a lot of different styles and and, and progressed, but uh, well, not progressed, but uh, uh, expanded.
3: Right, repertoire. right.
0: Um, but I, when you do that, do you still use kind of a, a, a muted palette, but then add pops of color, or? Is it one or the other?
3: You know, the older I get, um, the more I believe it's really all about the client and their personality. You know, I meet people that have very hectic days and I like to giggle that they like to come home to a less colorful home. They've got plenty of color in their day.
0: (laughs) This is is a good point. You know, I'd like to remind you that uh, Drink in the Style is brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. Habitation specializes in beautiful, functional furniture that allows you to express your individuality while maintaining a comfortable, usable space. Whether you're looking for modern, progressive styles from suppliers like Gus Modern or edgier, post-industrial styles from companies like Noir Furniture in L.A., Habitation does have what you're looking for. Uh, Our exceptional staff of designers are available to work with virtually any budget, or if you're already working with a designer, I'd like to invite you both to stop in and take a look at our array of styles and options. From cool to funky, Habitation has you covered. Habitation Furnishing and Design at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Habitation, you've earned the right to be you. Back to Lena. Um, So, in terms of uh, 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 the uh, future trends that you've been working in and the the direction that you're taking your own design practice, what do you see is coming on the horizon?
3: Well, you know, there's been a big shift. Uh, You know, I attend a lot of the markets uh, for uh, new furniture that's coming out or new design. And one big theme that's coming, coming to light is we're pulling away from the whites and the grays. And you're going to start seeing a little bit uh, more into metallics. Um, brass, we aren't seeing so much of anymore. But actually, rose gold has really? been a big new push to go with the blushes out there. And yeah, it's, it's always a fun new twist. They like to have a, a play on what's been going on and, and see if people can make it their own. That's what a trend is.
0: The rose gold has been really popular when you go to the, uh, the furniture markets. Um, out in High Point, North Carolina, or yeah. uh, or Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, which, by the way, are the two primary places that, uh, that hold international furniture markets, mm-hmm. Rose Gold is just enormously popular.
3: Oh, it's on fire. And then the other fun thing that I love, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to have seen it before, because, you know, everything great comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, wall coverings are just making a giant comeback this year.
0: You know, it's so much fun. I mean, people get tired of a static wall and that was like the most beautiful setup ever have you been into habitation have you seen the oh temp your paper? temporary
3: wallpaper oh this is by far my new favorite product product it is brilliant That's, i love wall covering it's giant. astonishing
0: and you know it's so it's it's temporary wallpaper it's like a giant post-it note that comes in rolls you can put it on any wall uh and then you know when you're ready to change it out you just peel it right off it comes right off the wall it is astonishing stuff and you know the thing is that you All of us, at one point in our childhood, had to scrape wallpaper off a wall, and nobody wants to do that to future generations.
3: Childhood. I I think I did some last year.
0: (laughs) You're probably right, though. It is disappearing bit by bit. No,
3: that temp paper is amazing. To have the ability, not only for apartment dwellers, but for people who don't want to marry their rooms, who do like to change, Um, it, it gives you a nice, new, versatile feel.
0: It's absolutely true, and you can put it up yourself because you know what—if you put it up and it's it's not perfect, you just peel it right back off. You can re-adhere it. I mean, we've had a little sample at, at habitation that we have pulled on and off the wall. I can't even tell you how many thousands of times over the past two, two and a half years. I wonder if we
3: should thank 3M for this, because I kind of feel like this (laughs) might be part of their doing.
0: It's very, very true. I'm not sure what the background (laughs) is, but... I love it. That's wonderful. Well, we're going to go to break, uh, but when we come back, we will uh, talk a little bit more with Lena. And uh, I'd like to remind you again that you're listening to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in Excelsior uh, Boulevard in St. Louis Park.
3: I used to think your
0: love was something that I... Hello, this is Ellen Krug with Hidden Edges Radio on Sundays from 1 to 2 p.m. My show touches people's hearts. I hear from Twin Cities listeners and thanks to podcasts from listeners across the country that the subjects I tackle, like our commonalities and our collective struggle to survive the human condition, really resonate. Join me this Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. on AM 950. Maybe, just maybe, I'll touch your heart too.
2: Serving family favorites in Minneapolis since 1964, Milda's Cafe is a great spot for breakfast or lunch. Wake up with their delicious Eggs Benedict or biscuits and gravy and savor their many great lunch options. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Milda serves authentic Finnish pasties. Open weekdays 6 to 3 and now on weekends 8 to 2 on Glenwood Avenue, 4 blocks east of Penn.
0: Hi, it's Tom inviting you to the Blue State Ball VIP reception on Saturday, March 10th at the Blaisdell. VIP starts at 5.30, where you can meet and take selfies with me, Norman Goldman, and other AM 950 hosts. The reception is a hosted bar with butler past hors d'oeuvres, great music from Paul Metza, and signed book giveaways. Then stick around for general admission at 7. So come mingle with me, Norman Goldman, and other AM 950 hosts during the Blue State Ball VIP reception. VIP tickets are at am950radio.com. I'll see you at the Blue State Ball. Um, hello? If your taxes from years past are talking to you from the back of that drawer in your desk, it might be about time you answered the call by making a call to Mo's Tax Service in St. Paul. Time to come out now. They've been preparing tax returns and creating advisory-based relationships with their clients since 1971. Kind of stuffy in here. Problems with the IRS don't go away by ignoring them. Call Mo's Tax Service. That's M-O-H-S. They're on Ford Parkway in St. Paul. 612 721 2026, 721-2026. Welcome back to Drink in the Style right here on the Progressive Voice of Minnesota AM 950. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and we've arrived at the final segment, which is a chance for my guest to ask me some questions about Habitation furnishing and design. Lena, what can I tell you about Minneapolis's coolest design studio?
3: Well, Greg, um, you know, I really would like to know what you think Habitation has to offer that other stores don't, and what's different about you from everyone else?
0: That's a great question. Isn't it? All right, this is where I get in trouble, and suddenly uh, uh, my lawyer gets a quick call, but I have an expression that I like to use, and, and that is that the world does not need another Schneiderman's.
3: Oh, um,
0: God bless. I know, right? <laughs> the, the fact is that, you know, if you go into most furniture stores, they tend to be a lot of the same merchandise, mm-hmm. you know, and that's partially because of the way the industry is, is organized. Um, they come in, they've got this huge space. The huge space is going to require large-scale furniture, furniture to fill it up. Then they've got this huge inventory that they've backed it up with. And when you've got these huge amounts of inventory, you have to pretty much go straight to the lowest common denominator. You've got to figure out what is going to sell most often and that's what we're going to offer to people because that's where we get the highest, you know, profit margin.
3: Feels like all business to me.
0: It is. It yeah. is to a great extent, but I mean when you come to furniture, you're looking at large pieces that require a lot of inventory and storage space and and you know and it just doesn't make sense and that's why you come in and something like what uh, two out of three sofas that are sold in in the United States are either brown, tan or black. Wow. And and there's not, you know, there's not a lot of diversity. So when I opened Habitation, I wanted to come in and say this is a place where you're going to find furniture that is one scaled properly, a sofa that doesn't need to have, you know, a 7,000 square foot giant house in order to make it, you know, fill up as much real estate as possible
3: and let's be honest that's that's not the housing of our city
0: no and as we've moved and, and right now for the first time in I think like 40 years the average size of, of houses is actually getting smaller and one of our biggest clientele uh, groups at Habitation are empty nesters and people who are downsizing yes and suddenly they come in and they find out that you know this giant overstuffed sofa that they bought at Ham Furniture and it is Ham. there's no E I'm spelling <laughs> for 40 some years um doesn't work. It fills up literally half of their dining room, or their living room, rather. So they come in, and you can find beautifully proportioned furniture. You can find things that are progressive, that are fashion-forward, but are still highly, highly usable. Um, And most importantly, you can come in and you can buy it without the markup that you generally see at some of the higher end boutiques and some of the fashion houses where, you know, just because it's unique, they figure they can charge you five or six times wholesale cost. We give it an honest markup. We make it affordable. We make it usable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's
3: comfortable and affordable. And it really does streak to, uh, go to individuality, which is what I love most about your studio.
0: Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. And 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 you know, some of our suppliers, like if you look at uh, at Gus Modern, for example, which is kind of this really cool blend of contemporary and mid century. Right. They come in. They have absolutely fabulous quality they've got a great price point they've got a great scale and they do things like their modular sofa pieces so we can put together a piece that can stretch anywhere from six to well you know a hundred feet long right I suppose, if you wanted to
3: right i love the fact that people can come in and really really set the tone uh, their own tone yeah. With your staff and affordably, That's, it's it's really important.
0: Thank you. It, it it's true, and you know the 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 fact is that you know the environment that you're in is going to have a huge impact on how you feel when you come home. And if you come home and you've got something that doesn't bring you joy, something that doesn't make you happy. What's the point of that? You want to come home and you want to enjoy where you are, and you shouldn't have to pay, you know, an insane premium to do that.
3: Now I'm going to ask you the very important question because most people are extremely scared of putting these things together, and I think, um, you know, a lot of people are scared of designers. They're they're worried they're going to put their idea of what they want in your home and at a really huge price tag. So what what does habitation do with that? What do you, what do you guys offer for someone who needs that help?
0: You know, I mean, designers, honestly, you're right. They can be intimidating, but they're so important. Aren't they? I mean, I I own a furniture store. I'm not a designer. I'm a businessman. Um but I've been around furniture for years and years and years, but I still could not put my own living room together. Right. People who are designers, they have a specific training. They understand how to put pieces together. Um, and, and 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 you know, and and that's invaluable. So at Habitation we came in and we said we're gonna to bring together a crew of designers. These folks are going to be number one able to listen and hear what it is that you want to see happen, and then implement that plan using their expertise.
3: All service. I think that's the name of the future. You know, we're a service world now.
0: It's absolutely true. And that's what you can't necessarily get if you go and, and you just pick a piece here and a piece here and a piece here. Right. It goes a lot to to the question of of, you know of working with uh, uh, clients and working with designers together if a client takes a look at a chair you may choose I want this particular chair and I want this particular sofa and you're looking at it at that particular level a designer is coming in and they are saying how does this chair work
3: in a their big sofa? picture they're big picture and yeah. they bring
0: it together and if they listen and if they understand what it is that you want to achieve right. they can facilitate that
3: oh, I like that okay so what let me ask you what do you think makes a good designer.
0: Well, I think, you know, I think truthfully that it is a matter of number one, listening, understanding the client, not doing what you want to do, but doing what the client wants you to do absolutely. and using your expertise to make it happen.
3: That's what it's all about, Greg. I'm glad you see it.
0: I, I absolutely do. <laughs> and that's why you are an amazing designer as well.
3: Well, you know, I, I think sometimes I feel uh, more adept at uh, therapy than design. And sometimes they go together.
0: <laughs> you're exactly right.
3: So what's uh, what's the future looking like for habitation? I know you've got some changes coming ahead, so I, I would love to hear a little more about it.
0: Well, you know there are, and uh, and you're going to hear about it on Drink in the Style as we uh, continue moving forward. But habitation actually has some huge, huge things on the horizon. Most importantly, and first, habitation is going to be launching a second location in the next uh, 60 to 90 days, where we are going to take our design studio, move it to a certain segment and take our current store and integrate uh, kind of an outlet and uh, quite honestly trade in concept. So the current location on uh, Excelsior Boulevard, you're going to see go through some huge, huge changes. We're going to implement some programs where we can offer trade-in value for people's current furniture and then send it out to the outlet location. And oh, Like
3: uh, a really, it. really good consignment. It's oh, precisely. wonderful. People are always wondering. You know, it's the first thing every client always asks me. What can I do with I already have? I want new stuff, but what do I do? So I love it. Absolutely
0: true. And we are going to find the solution to that problem. We are going to come in and be able to offer you a certain credit for your current furniture. We'll take it away. We'll bring in new furniture exactly as you wanted it to be. And everyone winds up uh, uh, benefiting.
3: Well, something tells me that's for future uh, shows, and I'm excited to hear about it, and I can't thank you enough for having me as your very first guest.
0: Lena, you were an absolute joy, as you have been for so many years. Thank you for being on Drink in the Style. So that's all the time we have today. I hope you've enjoyed our pilot episode of Drink in the Style. I'd really appreciate your feedback, and any thoughts you might have, uh, visit us at drinkinthestyle.com, or send me an email directly at greg at habitationdesign.com or stop in the store anytime that you would like. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Thanks for listening, and we're looking forward to speaking with you again next Sunday at 5 p.m. This has been Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950.